Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. Okay, as we dive back in today, we are also sort of picking back up from where we left off in episode 11, which if you missed that was about um, preparing for the hospital experience on the front end of your baby's birthday. And so today's question is uh, once baby's birthday arrives and it is go time, how did you create meaningful memories on Abel's actual birthday? And so once again, um, it's helpful uh, in our minds to kind of have categories and different ways to to group these suggestions together. And so we're going to do that again in in kind of four categories. Um, The first one really is is short and sweet, but it's, it's photos and videos. Yeah, we had a photographer come and take photos for... Um, the birth as well as um, the few hours post-birth. And then she actually came back a couple days later and um, came back to the hospital and took more photos for us. And so those are just sweet memories that we um, have forever and get to hold on to and look at and pull out whenever we want to. We get to show our other kids photos of Abel, which is really sweet. One thing I would say is we took photos on or videos on our iPhone, um, but we didn't take enough videos. I don't think you can never have enough videos to get to see your baby moving around, making noises and sounds and interacting with them. And so I wish we would have done more video. Sure. And even if, even if your story is such where a live birth is not part of your baby's story, there's still something powerful and something beautiful about just reliving in living color, kind of those real time moments of getting to hold and getting to meet and getting to cherish your child. And so, so can't say enough. It's the number one thing that as we kind of polled the audience as well, that comes back is just, man, take as many pictures, capture as many videos as you possibly can to just really document that day. And so- One last thing on that too. I think sometimes if the baby um, is not born alive, I think people can feel really awkward or unsure about taking photos. And all I would say to that is just, you never have to look at the photos, but you can never get that time back. And so going ahead and taking the photos so that if and when you ever do want to look at them, you can uh, versus regretting not having them would be our recommendation. Yeah. And I would just also say some of the most beautiful photos we've seen from families are babies that in the photo, they just appear to be because they are peacefully sleeping. And um, so don't let that necessarily be a hang up or, or a fear uh, or something that you, that you have to dread um, because it really can be, just as powerful, just as meaningful. And so second category is just thinking in terms of keepsakes and and things specifically associated and attached to our child um, that we can try and hang on to. And so what are a few examples of that? We tried to keep this simple, I would say, so you don't have to overthink it, but we took um, prints of Abel's hands and feet, which are just sweet things to get to have around our home, as well as what we mentioned on episode 11, which are outfits and beanies. And we have these cute little socks that he wore that we love and still um, have our younger kiddos wear. So those are just um, pretty tangible ones. Some things that we did not do that I wish we would have done was collect... um, 
a lock of his hair. We didn't do that. And a lot of, I've seen a lot of families do that in a shadow box or save it in some form or fashion. One other thing I wish that we would have done was save some breast milk. There's some really cool companies that create really beautiful jewelry from hair, breast milk, ashes, different things like that. And so those were things that we didn't save that I wish that we would have. Sure. And then just as we talked about some in episode 11 and thinking through outfits and beanies and things like that, those are things that were, were sweet to kind of pre-select and think through, but also to, to hang on to and even reuse um, down the line um, with other kiddos. And so uh, the third category after photos and videos and then keepsake items, uh, the third category is just, is just meaningful activities, things uh, to do with your child on their birthday. We didn't prepare a ton for this category. A lot of these things just kind of happen naturally, but things that we did do that were really meaningful were we were able to give Abel a bath, which was a really sweet opportunity uh, while we were in the hospital. We were also able to feed him, which are just normal parental activities that as you have a child with a life-limiting diagnosis, you just never know if that's going to be an opportunity that you get. So that was something that was a really sweet thing that we got to do. Um, Other things were just listening to meaningful music, which we mentioned um, in episode 11. But anytime we hear those songs that were on that playlist come up, even to this day, they always take us right back to that day that we were in the hospital with him. So those are just meaningful things that we did. Other things that people have, we've seen people do is read to their kiddos. Prayer was a big part of our story as well in the hospital. We had friends praying for us. We had family praying for us. We had our nurses praying at different times, which was really sweet, as well as some people like to visit the chapel at the hospital or take their baby outside. Just to know that your child got to experience sunshine is um, such a sweet gift and such a small thing, but something that you never know is going to get to be a part of their story. Yep. So photos and videos, keepsake items, meaningful activities. And then lastly, just thinking through people, um, just how do we want to incorporate and direct um, the loved ones in our life in the hospital? This is one that we did do a little prep on the front end, which was we just communicated to friends and family. We don't know if we're going to want people to come into the hospital room or not. And so we just tried to be flexible and open-handed with that. On the day of his birthday, there was such um, joy and it really felt like a celebration. And so it was such a gift to have people come into the hospital room, encourage us, get to meet him and getting our friends and family that were able to meet Abel now they can still say, oh, remember when he did this or remember what his toes looked like or remember when he pooped for the first time or whatever it was, you know. And so to have other people get to talk about your child in that way is a real gift. And so holding that loosely and if that doesn't feel like a best fit for you, that's OK. But also just knowing that it can be um, a real uh, sense of support uh, during that day, but also in the days to come. And then uh, two other people that were in the room for us were we had a doula with Abel's birth, which was uh, such a blessing. And then we also had a photographer in the room taking photos. Yep. And yeah, that would be something that we could have logged probably in the prep episode as well. Just that, that idea of how do we want to think through visitors 
and you don't have to figure it all out. You also have total freedom to adapt and adjust and change, but, um, but that is something to figure out. And, and it, even the idea of maybe establishing a point person to kind of be the chief correspondent that can then keep other people updated. And as far as when it's a good time and, and they could be the ones kind of ushering, Hey, why don't you guys come in for a little bit? All right. Hey, I think it's, you know, time to head out and we're going to let the next kind of crew come in and, and just kind of help direct traffic in that regard. And so, um, some of those things that we did touch on in this episode, things like photography, things like having a birth doula, um, hand and feet molds is even something that recently, um, through Cowtown Clay in Fort Worth, uh, who are wonderful that we're starting to send to families. All, all of these are services that we provide to families for free. And so again, check us out online or on Instagram, and, and we'd love to help you make your child's birthday as memorable and as meaningful as possible. And so um, thanks for tuning in. We hope this has served you well, and uh, we hope to catch you next time on the Able Speaks podcast. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis. And we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you are a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in. But we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno & Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.